<laughs> no, we can't. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. Ready? One, two, three, four. What if we say the first part? Why did you should have just stopped? That would have been a good intro. Hey, let's, let's, let's go on. <laughs> Ready? One, oh, wait. two, three, four. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Screen on 89 The Bridge. I'm Matthew Pingallo. I'm Quinn Hava. And I'm Andrew Howison. And that, of course, was Blackbird by Sir Paul McCartney on The Beatles. He wrote that, right? It was Paul's? He did write that. It was all his. I knew it. The first Beatles song that. Or actually, one of the few Beatles songs that was all one person. Um, so, yeah, today's episode is uh, we're sort of focusing around The Beatles, more specifically uh, John Lennon and his childhood. Um, we're going to re- be reviewing a movie called uh, Nowhere Boy. Um, and, and we're also going to be talking uh, briefly about the Beatles documentary um, Eight Days a Week, Touring Years. Yeah. Featuring on that was Hulu. like longer than the first movie. <laughs> it was longer. Um, but we're, sort of, we're trying to touch base on uh, John Lennon and his childhood. And of course the movie title is a play on the song uh, Nowhere Man. Yes. Which... That, was that a Lennon song? That was, yeah, that was a Lennon song. It was okay. Tyler and McCartney, but it was really uh, mostly John Lennon that wrote that song. Yeah, I think actually on the on their Abbey Road album, uh, they were gonna say that every song was was Lennon and McCartney, even though like some of them were just Lennon or just McCartney. Yeah. But since it was like in one of their last ones, they were like, you know, let's just do them together. Yeah. And so uh, Matthew, you're you're. The Beatle fan among us. <gasps> <laughs> that, that is correct. I am probably uh, <laughs> the biggest Beatle fan among all. Of us. So, so what do you think of these movies? Um, I, I really liked. Um, I liked both of them. I especially liked the documentary because, um, you know, the thing about Nowhere Boy is that the cast. I feel like they didn't really portray uh, how we all view like Paul McCartney and George Harrison. The cast they, seemed like really kind of, I don't know, what is it? They seemed like almost like they were super pot. And, you know, I don't know a lot about the Beatles, but the the cast isn't what I envisioned the Beatles as. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, they didn't go as far as they could have uh, making the the cast members look exactly <laughs> like the Beatles. Well, not just look. I feel like personality-wise, they just made, or maybe not personality-wise, but like Paul and George's, I guess they're, like they portrayed them as like little kids that yeah. John just met. Yeah, when it, exactly. When in reality, like they were all like George was, even though technically their ages were correct, like George Harrison wasn't as like childish as they as they made him look. Yeah, I actually thought John Lennon's personality was uh, portrayed pretty accurately. Yeah, for sure. I, I've I've seen a bunch of interviews that he's done, like you know, with the Beatles, and he's he's really like funny guy, and yeah. like shows a lot of confidence and kind of jokes around in a like a light-hearted sarcastic way mm-hmm. and there was a good deal of that from uh fake john lennon in in the movie and i was like that as a character it was very believable 
Uh, but looks wise, I was like, you're not, you, you don't look like John Lennon. But yeah, that was a little, that was kind of like surface level. Uh, so <laughs> it didn't really matter. Okay. I, so yeah, I, I agree with you because all, when you look at their interviews, all four of them are incredibly, including Ringo, are incredibly sarcastic. Uh-huh. Um, like, yeah, in a, a very light way. But John, obviously, with him growing up with like his, his uh, like tragic childhood, you could, you definitely see that um, he was a very, he was a very sarcastic guy and not really in a light way. But, and then as the movie progressed, he became a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that they did a really good job because they were all, all three of them were very sarcastic dudes. Um, which was actually, um, which is pretty good. What about, what about you, Andrew? Um, I'm not a massive yeah, fan it, or as big, you know, nowhere near as big as, um, Matthew and Quinn. I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. So I, I, I don't really have anything to judge their personalities <laughs> off besides just the documentary and the movie that I saw. But well, well, how how about you? You compare and and contrast the Beatles to Pink Floyd because they were both British mm. bands. Well, wasn't Pink Floyd Australian? No, oh no, that was it. that was was it ACDC? ACDC? Yeah, yeah, okay. But they're they're both British bands from kind of you know roughly ten you know ten seven years around the same time period. Mm-hmm. So like, how can you like Pink Floyd more than the Beatles? Um, I I I like their music more. Um, but why? Because because the Beatles are the best, right, Mandy? I, I agree. No. The Beatles might be the best of all time, and people's you, you know like that. That's what most people yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, like worldwide consensus. Yeah, like in but, terms of but, popularity. But you know, I like Pink Floyd more. Um, I, I, I like yeah, I, I like I think Pink Floyd over the years, and you know, this isn't gonna be hopefully not a debate about Pink Floyd versus the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. It might turn into that, but I, I think Pink Floyd has. Over their, what, 40, 50 years, uh, they haven't been playing music for, you know, not even all that, but that's the time they were a, you know, quote, uh, yeah. band. Um, I, I think there's there's so many different types of music they did. Um, if we hear the Wish You Were Here yeah. and Have a Cigar, it was more kind it's of way bluesy. deeper. Like, uh, oh, yeah. There's way more yeah. to, to analyze. Like, with the early Beatles songs. They're... They were incredibly surface level. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to hold your hand. And, and, and I mean, things <laughs> about the wall, you know, it, it relates to World War II and um, every song they're building a wall about a child who had a dad who died during World War One, a mom that abused him, and a teacher that abused him. And we build these walls in the first side and then the second side we learn about how he you know reacts it starts with hey you him being all alone in his wall so i, I think i think all their albums if it's a tribute to um to sid you know one of their first band members or um whoever you know if it, you know songs like money it's yeah. about money and you know society with money i think I like are more one. prevalent today <laughs> so but the main difference between the beatles and pink floyd is the beatles at least from what I saw from the documentary, were almost always together and they didn't hate each other. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all about love. Mm-hmm. It's Pink, like... Pink Floyd members hated, <laughs> yeah. hated each other. At times, they couldn't even be in the same recording studio. Why did they hate each other so much? What... Because they all had different... In, they all had different in different ways they wanted the band to go, and that's what you can hear. Again, their earlier kind of stuff was like psychedelic rock, mm-hmm. more, you know, testing out with the... Um, um, Oh, what's it called? You know the 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 um, just just you know more technology and a little bit more robotic sound. And then you know yeah. if you hear the wall in Dark Side of the Moon, that's a full on 
um, just, you know, now it's classic rock, yeah. right? That can go with, you know, Yacht Rock almost. It may not Yacht Rock. No, but I, Dark Side of the Moon is not Yacht Rock. Some of their songs would be Yacht Rock. But but just, just over the years, they're, they're kind of shorter songs. Some of their songs are 30 seconds while others are 23 minutes. Yeah. I think out of their 150 songs in 10 hours, um, I just, I love it. So, okay. Yeah, the, the main difference, though, between them... I'm not trying to ramble on for too long. Is that is that the the Beatles seemed like you know they they you know they were loved by just about everyone um, for their earlier years. Um, still oh, now, yeah, um, and they loved each other. Yeah, and Pink Floyd was more um, they 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 didn't like each other. There was a lot of um, seemed like there was a lot of battles between the band yeah. and different songs and things like that, and they've been in quite a lot of lawsuits um in recent days about who kind of gets the pink floyd each other and Mm -hmm. other people um and they've you know been mistreated by sound labels and things like that so they're they're um you know both from britain both um you know bands from that but they're just um different yeah which who's Who's everyone's favorite Beatle? Mine, mine is Paul, Paul McCharmley. I like. Uh, oh, that's a good. That's a tough one. Probably Paul, Paul McCharmley or yeah. uh, George okay. Harrison. What about you, Andrew? Ringo. He, yeah, Andrew's Ringo a Ringo guy. guy. <laughs> I, I think I was actually going to say Ringo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ringo seemed cool. Yeah. In the hour, I gotta hear about it, and that, that's the thing. I'm not a big Beatles fan, so this is gonna be a lot of Matthew and Clint kind of telling them about the movie. Because, um, sure, I, I love I love Beatles songs, but I bet I only listen to about fifteen to twenty max. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, watching the the documentary, especially because it showed the touring years of the Beatles, kind of nineteen sixty three to sixty six. It it like. I had no idea how big a, of a deal the Beatles were. Like, yeah. like the the crowds that they would have when going around, like massive. Like, Seeing all the people get injured and like the cops trying yeah. to hold them back and yeah. then like chasing yeah. after them. I, I mean, it's it's bigger than like any other uh, kind of gathering or I don't want to say it wasn't exactly a riot. It was just kind of a bunch of people like, oh, I, I love the Beatles. I, yeah. But I mean, like it, it was insane how. How popular they became and it's like mind-blowing to me how just these four dudes from Liverpool uh, within a basically a manner of like you know six to eight months that I was gonna say just exploded yeah just absolutely even without worldwide. social media yeah um, it, it it was so surprised I mean hearing some of the interviews from you know it was mostly teenage girls was really oh, kind of the audience yeah <laughs> Hearing them talk about it, um, and you know, their their piece on you know segregation and anti segregation yeah. was was really really cool. Yeah, but I just, was like, just, that's yeah, yeah. But hearing every teenage um, girl basically say like, you know, the Beatles yeah. were like George the, has a sexy nose. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know, just like you know, I, I got my hair like this, I'm wearing this dress so they can notice me, yeah. is um, something yeah. I think a lot of teenage girls do today with yeah, yeah. bands For like sure. One Direction well, hairstyles. Yeah, exactly, because like, the Beatles were like the first group that people, I guess besides Elvis Can you call was, them a boy band? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like <laughs> in their early days, they were completely a boy band. But then later, when when that kind of like the Fad Four thing like r- rolled off, away. and they became like a more serious experimental band. Yeah, they they weren't so much that way, and they uh, they got a little bit more serious. And then I'd consider them a rock band, not a boy band. So would Pink Floyd ever be called a boy band? Definitely no. not. Definitely not. No. But I mean, Pink Floyd members are not attractive at all. <laughs> I mean, it's not attractive. I, I guess. I guess since I also want to say their music is not something that you you're like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is gonna put you into <laughs> exactly. a great mood, and you're gonna play. It's not about love. Summer. Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's some really catchy songs that that you can play, and you know, like comfortably numb, arguably uh-huh. one of the best guitar solos. Yeah, but it's not a song that you hear like a. A boy band play. Exactly. Sure. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't have like happy, upbeat music, you know, with the same kind of chorus that you can, you know, recite over <laughs> and over again, uh-huh. like some of the songs. Um, I'm comfortably numb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't, you know, in their music, they don't do that over and over again. But just just the, the, the amount of people liking the Beatles um, going and just, as you said, like from almost a, a little bit less than a year. Uh-huh. From basically starting to, to having the whole world know about well, the Beatles. Well, I mean, we sort of saw it. I mean, it wasn't like overnight thing. We sort of saw it in the movie, even like in uh, Nowhere Boy, how they they obviously started very local, um, playing at like different pubs and stuff. And then um, they moved to when they moved to Germany because they weren't like really seeing much success in um, in England. They moved to Germany. That's where they got their fame. Um, like they were, they were very well. Yeah, a lot known of people in, don't like know that. Yeah, like a lot of people don't know that they were very well known in Germany. They were, they weren't just like a, a nobody. Um, and then, obviously, the U.S. didn't really know about them. But and then once they 1964 hit, when they went in the Ed Sullivan, they got what was it, 40 percent of the country. No, ha- like 50, like 70 million people. Yeah, exactly. Which was about like about half the country yeah. was watching that show. That's which just is insane. insane. We don't even get that many voters. <laughs> 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 that is that crazy thing about and I, I wonder I wonder if that holds any sort of record. They never talked oh, about it. I'm sure I'm sure I feel, it does. I feel like it has to have half I, I know Live Aid was up there, right? Yeah. Um, well they have a record for uh like some some week in nineteen sixty four, maybe five, all five uh of the top 100 singles charts were were held by Beatles songs, and that it's that's never happened by again by any band in history. They're the yeah. only band to and, have ever done that. And I, one of you can probably look this up, but I'd like to see all the kind of um, Billboard awards they won because I know Pink Floyd. I think still holds the longest, longest time in album. Al- uh, yeah. album was on Billboard's 200. It was 718 weeks, which is four. Whoa. Four years for Dark Side of the Moon. Holy crap! So, and I have to feel like a Respect. band like the Beatles has to. I mean, well, the Beatles, their singles were were kind of or true at least in their early days because back back in the in the late fifties and early sixties, the um, LPs hadn't really like been invented yet, so it was just the forty five. So all they could fit was a single, and people yeah. didn't really come out with albums. They they just did singles, and then it wasn't until LP started becoming more popular, which is what we now consider to be a vinyl record, uh, kind of in the mid and later 60s, uh, was when they they had less focus on singles and more focus on just their whole albums. And, and that's another thing that um, that's really different from Pink Floyd and the Beatles is Pink Floyd, you can play an, um, 
a vinyl consecutive and it's a story. Yeah. There's a start, a finish. The Beatles, every song, most, I'm, I could be wrong, but most songs don't connect, right? If any. Not, um, Abbey Road, they did. Oh, Abbey Road, Abbey Road for sure. They, yeah. they had a few that, um, like went into each other. Abbey Road was equivalent to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Because, yeah. uh, well, I'd say about half the but, songs actually had like lead ins from. Yeah, no, they. They for sure did, but Abbey Road, like, they had, one song was about a serial killer, one, the, another song was about, like, his desire to be with, like, his wife. Yeah. So, it wasn't really Abbey like Road was kind of all over the connection. place. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, they connected, like, the song, they made, I guess they referenced songs in later years, like, in maybe, like, 68, they referenced a song from 64 that they had. Um, but they didn't, you know, they didn't, like, connect them in a really deep way that, that Pink Floyd did a really good job of. Yeah. Let's let's kind of go back um yeah, we... to, to to the movie. No way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about uh we'll start from the beginning at where we watched uh, Nowhere Boy. Spoiler alert um right. Yeah. Yes, I, I mean but like but this movie like, isn't about spoilers. It's it's just yeah, about yeah. John Lennon. Plus this movie is very it's going to be very hard if you guys want to watch if you guys want to watch yeah, it. I I found it a little hard to follow along. <laughs> no, um, it'll be hard to like watch it. Yeah. Like you can't it find it. It was only anywhere. available on that like on an illegal link. That, yeah, that, that we did not. We did not watch. Just we did not watch any illegal websites. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you would, I bet you can find it somewhere. Which is yeah, Google search. We paid top dollar for it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We we bought it on um, Apple iTunes. Yeah, so. yeah yes. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, worth every, worth every penny. <laughs> and when I tried it, you know, it. it not like my computer opened up five random tabs <laughs> for for um, a VPN. Yeah, or... I know there's an art to like getting those things where you just have to exit out of them as soon as they open up. Otherwise, and then, and then you just go back to the original page, and usually it works. That may or may not be why I watched it on my school iPad. <laughs> so yeah. if anything, so if my iTunes ever broke or or became corrupted, it would be on my yes, school yes. iPad. Um, Perhaps just in that. Uh, Unlikely scenario. And, and, and the other thing, talking about the whole movie, I can't really talk about its camera quality or it because it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like no. 40, yeah. it was 40 frames. Well, so, um, well I that wasn't the movie's fault. That was just, I know, exactly. The, and, exactly that, and that's, and that's what the I'm video saying. Player's fault. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. So the, so the camera work, we might not talk a lot about because there wasn't <laughs> we don't really, know. Yeah. We I mean, you can make out what it was, but beyond that, it, it looked like, I don't know, it, you're looking like through a, a, a 2005 Toyota backup camera. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. All right. So we'll start from uh, the beginning of the movie. So it's 1965 and John Lennon is a teenager. No, 55. Sorry, 55. John Lennon is a teenager. Um, uh, and he lives with his aunt Mimi and his uncle... Um, We'll call him Gregory. We'll call Greg for right now. Um, he's very close with his uncle, and because um, he never really had a father figure, so his uncle serves as his father figure. And um, very early in the movie, we see his uncle dies of we don't know what, maybe a heart attack. No, he's like he dies of like laughter. He, he doesn't actually die of laughter. He's like listening to like something on the radio. No, 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 he, and he's just drunk. Falls over. He, he's drunk, and I think he, well, he was drunk. I think he hits his head. No, because he just like fell. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think he died after he fell. So, good night, Johnny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was very tragic for um, for John. And actually, we'll take a step back. Um, we'll talk about his character, uh, how he is with like his other classmates. 
Um, he obviously doesn't do well in school. He like is failing all his classes, and he um, he he's not like a he's not nice, but he's also not like a bully. He's just like not really a good friend. He just sort of teases everyone, and yeah, um, he reminds me of Holden. Yeah, I mean, I've only read three chapters. Yeah, exactly. Of, of catching the three ride, chapters into oh, catching the ride. It reminds me of Holden. That's actually kind of. Reminds me of crazy how you John said Lennon. that because um, just the killer that. who killed oh. John Lennon um, was inspired by that book to kill him. Oh so. wait, oh yeah, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yo, okay. um, it's kind of crazy. I I didn't make that connection that he was like holding. Um, but so yeah, once his uncle dies, he's at the funeral and his, um, I guess his cousin just says like that his mom lives nearby and like if he wants to meet her, then he can. So. John goes and meets his uh, his mother Julia, and they hit it off. Yeah, the only thing that I that I was like I, I didn't love about the movie was uh, how his real mom was just living down the street exactly. the entire time, and he never knew until his cousin was just like, you know, your mom's living down the street. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, like yeah, that could have been totally. Came up. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. yeah. I thought that part just seemed a little. Yeah. Like for the for plot sake, because what do we know what happened in real life? Uh, well, that part of the story is real. His mom, or really I don't know, his mom down. actually lived down the street, like no. they said in the movie. But like his, like his mom was, um, like his aunt did take his, did like sort of quote unquote kidnap John um, when he was five, <laughs> and um, and his mom did live like nearby, and he didn't meet her until he was that age. Okay. I, I um, yeah like that's that's the only part of the movie that I uh, thought could have been better done was that because that just felt like so rushed and I was like oh wait so one minute he's just chilling at home uncle dies and then like not even a minute and thirty seconds of the movie later he's like knocking on his mom's door after like yeah. walking two minutes down from his house <laughs> to where his mom apparently lives felt like the first part went by like or it just jumped really fast yeah um i, I don't i don't I, I i thought the movie overall was just oh well let, let, let's continue so he meets his mom right and his mom buys him a guitar no his aunt his aunt his mom gives him a banjo. his mom like showed him some banjo chords yeah. uh yeah and then he decided that he wants to he wants to pursue a career in rock and roll. There's a really yeah. weird cut scene there where he was like playing the banjo in the same spot and oh, um, and like there's the people were speeding, but that was actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, I that I've... just showed the the passage of time. But yeah. in 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 relative terms, it looked like he was only playing the banjo for about an hour That's at, what I was at most. Because yeah. all all it did like it it sped up uh, like his his little cousins Couple coming in, in playing in. And I was like, okay, that's that's maybe like fifteen minutes. Max, like, especially right the there. little kids, right? Their attention yeah. spans are like, you know, <laughs> of a cat. So. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so this dude played banjo for maybe an hour, and he's now a <laughs> pro. Yeah. Well, he wasn't actually. He wasn't really a pro. I mean, you could see. But he. I mean, he could like play. He knew two chords. He learned two chords. Tell me if he got farther than you in in one hour than you have in two years. Yeah. Well. When when you guys were playing, we'll never be uh, when you guys were playing for the first hour, were you that good in an hour? Yes, um, immediately. 
Actually, yeah, I kind of, I kind of was. <laughs> then I stand corrected. Okay. So I, 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 I mean, guess I was... in one hour you can get down two basic chords and play a song. Yeah, if it's a two basic chord song. Yeah. In okay. one hour, I, I, I very much remember um, my <laughs> first time ever playing. I could play American Pie, de- like decently well. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a very. Uh, it's incredibly long, but so it's a very never, easy song. So never having any background in music, because Quinn, you do, yeah. um, with like piano. He first time holding a guitar, he knows how to finger it, how to strum. Well, after his and, mom, like showed him everything. But that was for like that's very reasonable at Andrew. all. I, I just I don't know. We don't know how long it was. We we have no idea how long. We just saw well, the people. The flash, okay. I mean, what matters is that he he, he heard he, yeah. He first he heard the rock music. And then he got hooked. And then his mom, who liked rock music, showed him how to play some chords on the banjo. And then he got pretty good at that. And then uh, he he got home, you know, from his from staying at his mom's house for a while. And his aunt was all mad. And then I I forgot why his aunt bought him a guitar, but she did. I think well, it was to promise that the- he would do good in school. No, it was in the movie after, like, his mom, like, told him to, like, leave the house, I think, right? Or after he was, like, he wasn't kicked out, but... Yeah, like, he was, like, I'll, his mom's I'll just husband, go. Yeah, his mom's husband, like, wanted her to kick him out. So he went home, I think, um, just because he went home. Aunt Mimi decides that uh, she'll get him a guitar, because that's what he wanted. And um, Aunt Mimi's we'll really go, a G. She, half the time. She's, no, she's no. A I'd say yeah, one hundred. Well, except at the beginning. I mean, in the beginning, she was she like, was the she one who really cared. Really mourned the guy's death. So there's a f- a few things about um about so far about or sorry, we stay corrected when we talked about how like Aunt Mimi kidnapped. So what really happened was the mom did the mom did um have a kid with Al- or Alfred, Two her kids. husband. I yeah, thought, she yeah. did have another kid, Victoria. His mom enjoyed company. Of a lot male friends, as 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 her husband was in World War Two. Yeah, he's two. fighting in the war, and then she had a kid, and then it, you know, John's dad came back, and then his dad tried to save the marriage, but uh, John's mom was like, "No, you know how it goes." Yeah, John wanted to stay with his dad, um, and. I that part I didn't really understand. Like, why didn't John just go with his dad when his dad was going to New Zealand? Well, because in the movie, Aunt Mimi kidnapped him. Um, no, well, or she it, didn't kidnap him, but she like she like took him away before the mom, before the dad was able to. So take the, the, son. the kid got a pick, which doesn't happen. Well, in, in law, right? I mean, it was, I it mean, was maybe not a no, that's not happens, it does right? happen. No, no, it doesn't. Maybe not for a five-year-old, but that does happen. Obviously, the kid the, 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 the kid has because if a parent's input. abusive or something, then the kid has a right to. You know, say I don't want to live with that. True, but, but 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 the court also gets to say, you know, if the mom is wealthy and can pay child support. Sure, and but it wasn't. They room. didn't officially like. They this didn't was officially divorced. This was the fifties, Andrew. Yeah, completely. Number one, different number time. two. This is also England. British law yeah. is was less developed country than America. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I I I I found that scene a little hard to believe. Well, no, that, because that they, 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 they also they, never. They just sticked a five-year-old in, in. They, they put a this five-year-old. This shows how educated Andrew is on this matter. <laughs> they, they put a five-year-old in a room and said, "Pick one, and that will be your parent." They, they just yeah. don't, well, they, don't they didn't do officially that. divorce. Even in real life, they didn't divorce. But 
So here's the thing. The thing that actually happened is, yeah, they, the mom, the dad did try to save the marriage, and the mom didn't want to. So the dad did uh, move to. He did move to New Zealand. So a five year old got him. No, pay. so John. So John actually. Did stayed. you guys like the mom? I thought no. I liked her. Uh, no, but so like John did. More. He did stay with his mom, but his mom like lived in a very small apartment with uh, her boyfriend, who I think was the same boyfriend that uh, she stuck around with and had two kids with. Uh, but he like shared a bed with like the mom and the boyfriend growing up. I mean, this is real life. So so Aunt Mimi was like, she didn't think that was gonna work. So she like contacted like child protective services of England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that she took custody of the kid. She didn't. Also think, known as a not not a real. Uh, yeah. Well, the <laughs> CPS of England. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and see and see that that's that's the and that's true, right? That that and, is and, a true and, story. And, and, that's a lot more uh, believable uh, uh, than her yeah, kidnapping I, and, a child. And I think what, Why do they just do that? I, and, I and see, that's what I was going to say. I think it's what, and you know, I guess I can't say what's believable or not because that's what happened. But what would have made sense to me, you know, if I was back in the 50s and I was a lawyer is if there's an aunt and uncle that has a stable, you know, relationship, you give the kid to the aunt and uncle, not either a mom who, you know, can't pay rent or a dad who I, why why didn't he stay with his dad i never really understood that well he he wanted to stay with his dad but his dad had a job offer in new zealand yes yep that was it so he had to leave yeah yeah and also uh when the uncle died in the movie you know how he died with like john in john's room um when actually john was in he was in scotland like visiting family when he died so he wasn't even like with the uncle when the uncle died Bruh. yeah so they did have to do that for i like, don't plot, i don't so. understand why i guess to sort of like strengthen that plot so, or uh, thicken that plot but <laughs> thicken the plot but so, yeah. i feel like it was kind of unnecessary to have the the fake story it, it was a um so he 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 has kind of a rough childhood right yeah um, to put it lightly well, he's a nowhere boy like I thought overall they did a really good job of making that title like make sense yes. to the movie because he he didn't really have a place where he felt he belonged because he, he, his mom wanted him, but his mom's uh, boyfriend did not. Um, but he didn't really want to be with his mom because he knew that if his mom you know, truly loved him, then she would have... She would have taken better care of him. Yeah, taken better care of him and not let Aunt Mimi uh, take him when he was a child. And he didn't feel like he belonged to Aunt Mimi because he didn't because Aunt Mimi was uh, kind of the societal norm. She was like, go to school, get a degree, be boring. And John was like, nah. <laughs> and so that's that was the appeal uh, for him to go back and live with his mom. But then he realized that he would get hurt if he stayed with his mom. And that's when he was like, all right, Aunt Mimi, let's let's do this again. And uh, they had that nice. Uh, ending at the end where Amy was like, Alright John, call me when you get to Germany. Yeah. And every know? week after. Yeah. Yeah. When once they began their tour. And I was like, that's a really good character arc for Aunt Mimi. Because yeah. she she finally accepts John for who he is. Exactly. Even up to her death in real life, John Lennon called her every week. So they remained close throughout his entire life. Which is pretty cool. So we end up hearing that John's mom in the movie gets hit by a car. And, and yes. that that scene was like a a a sh- sh- shell sh- shell shock. shock yeah 
Thank you. Shell shocked me. I, I was watching it and okay. um, <laughs> she was just crossing the road and out of nowhere, bam, she was a pancake. Yeah, I, yeah. I would never expect and, and then they started playing Beatles music over. <laughs> they didn't play. No, they didn't. No, no, no they what, didn't. What song was that? They played uh, Elvis Presley. Uh, <laughs> no, they didn't. I don't know. They started playing sad, music, sad music and they just showed her, her on the street laying there. And I, that just shocked me. Yeah. Um, especially because it was at the ending, and you know, Aunt Mimi, his mom, and he came to terms with everything. He was gonna go over, and then just snap. Yeah. yeah. And everything was like getting pieced together it, it in was his life. Sense. Yeah, and it was also at the end of the movie. They never yeah, really talked tough. about it. They never. Did they ever? Well, even they ever show a funeral? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They that's they where did. they did. But and um, yeah. So let's let's take a step back and talk about like his band. Also, oh yeah. Um, so his he developed his band after like his mom sort of kicked him out, or not kicked him out, but after like he left his mom's house, um, and that's where he just he first started with just his friends that none of them knew how to how to play any instruments except. Yeah, like, I like that scene a lot when they were in the bathroom and it was like, all right, chaps, we're gonna start a rock rock yeah. and roll group. And then and none of them knew how to play. Half of them had instruments. Half of them had to like make it had like someone had like a chest t t chest bass whatever um so Someone i thought had that was, a washboard no it's like or, yeah that's a, that's a weird instrument exactly um and he, obviously he didn't know paul or george or ringo yet so he started it's called the skiffle group where like none of them are really are really skilled at their instruments they just play a few songs wait that was the name of the band or that's like i know they're that the kind of band is called the query men oh yeah the query he lives in query banks um <laughs> I think that's a great name. I think that's a great name for uh, yeah, no, for a band. Yeah, exactly. So that was the like, weren't weren't all for the Beatles in the Quarrymen before they became the Beatles? I'm sorry, so they're called um, Quarrymen. Yes, three. (laughs) The first three of them are so So, yeah. So it's a magnificent. So Lennon and his uh, his band, the Quarrymen, um, they played at a fair at like some festival, um, and then his manager's like friend. Uh, Paul McCartney watched them play and then like yeah. Paul went backstage and said that like he was a little bit he was a little cocky he said like they were okay um, and then, I, I, like, no, no no I could tell if I know Paul uh, which, which you I do, do. I do <laughs> I've got his phone number uh, <laughs> he that was like part of his sarcasm yeah and, should we FaceTime him and ask uh, maybe later yeah okay. well we can give him a call here you can keep talking though, but uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Paul, and then Paul like, aud- so like it was in the back of a church. Paul like auditioned at, um, like in front of John and his band, and then John like to- sort of denied him. Okay, we're giving Paul a call. Yeah. I hope he's not busy. You have reached the voicemail box of Paul McCartney. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. So he wasn't busy. Yes. <laughs> he, Sorry. Wow, he sounds. <laughs> he's old. Yeah. He is old. Yeah. No, but that's what he's, happens but when he's, born in the he's still rocking. Still rocking. Yeah. I really like that scene where Paul played in the church because that that was like a very iconic scene in the Beatles. Um, I, I guess in their in their history. Uh huh. Um, Paul was good. He was. Paul was good, <laughs> especially since he played like a, a right-handed guitar backwards. Like he had all the strings flipped over as it 
played left-handed. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was, it was pretty impressive of Paul. Um, and then we see Paul does eventually join the band, and they sort of, they become, uh, they're pretty popular. Yeah, uh, they become like the songwriting uh, duo. Yeah, and we see that Paul, he's a lot more skilled of a musician than John is, so he sort of taught uh, him everything he knows. Mm-hmm. And that's how John uh, really developed as a musician also. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed how they uh, showed the the foundations of that relationship. Oh, because that... McCartney Lennon. You know, that that's such an important, like, historical and cultural relationship. John Lennon and Paul McCartney, probably the greatest songwriting duo um, of all time. And... Yeah. And to see them, like, hanging out in their in their rooms together, like playing guitar that that was just like super interesting to see because like oh man this is where it all started exactly like this like this is this is the the world is actively changing you know in this scene yeah and they're two young teenagers i know 15 and 16 year olds it actually like watching both the uh nowhere boy movie and the documentary really inspired uh me for for our band matthew to like take it to the next level for sure i was like look here, here's John Lennon, very little musical experience, way less than us. He just gets a group of his uh, schoolmates together, and he's like, "We're gonna form a rock group." And then they just, and and they do, and they play. And exactly. here we are, a year and a half into our rock group, and, <laughs> and we have done nothing. <laughs> okay, well, we're, we this got turned into a district. They're dissing our band. Uh, it's true though. No, uh, for sure. Um, it was it's kind of it was crazy to see how these two very young musicians without any experience, less than us when they yeah. were our age, how they developed into uh, becoming the the best songwriters of all time. I bet they weren't playing tennis on leadership though. Yeah. No, exactly. they weren't because those kind of things weren't really around. Yeah. Uh, well, tennis was around. Yeah, but not like school tennis. Definitely not British school tennis. You had like the maths team. I I I, <laughs> I don't even think British people know what tennis is. What tennis is? <laughs> you know, there's a there's the London Tennis Open, right? Which is like one of the five Biggest. main yeah. tennis tournaments across the world. I, I'm a big fan of the Australia Open. Out of all of them, favorite one. Um, well, that's okay. your favorite one. So so. I, it's like the second worst. At the end of the movie, we... we well, we're not there yet, Andrew. We have to talk about uh, George Harrison. Do we? Well, yeah. what's I, to I talk about? He just kind of shows up. So, exactly. yeah. Paul, so, Paul, yeah. Uh, it's Paul's friend. Paul shows George to John um, on a bus. And then, like, once again, George auditions on the spot. And then he kind of nails the audition. But, um, again, he's too young. He's, like, he was 15 at the time. So John was like, no, since... Like, the entire rest of the band is 17 years old. Um, and then George joins the band, and George is, like, he sort of becomes, like, he, like, the spotlight is sort of shown on George because, like, of his solos. Um, he's also very skilled. So, and then that's how we see, those are the first three of the four Beatles um, are are now formed as the Quarrymen. Yeah, Ringo must have been pretty pretty far down the road because he he wasn't uh in nowhere boy he uh, no he wasn't yeah but he played for he was a lot older than them but he played for a lot of bands he was like he was very well known oh yeah yeah um 
Yeah, he joined on August 18th, 1962. Yeah, I think that's when they were already the Beatles. I don't think they were even uh, the Quarrymen anymore. Yeah, but he, he was hired by Brian um, Epstein, the band's manager. Yeah, so they already so, had a manager. Oh, wow. So okay. he joined, yeah, he joined pretty late. Um, so he yeah. actually wasn't their first drummer. He was a um, he was a replacement. Well, yeah, we know that. They, they had, the oh. Beatles had like at least like two of the drummers. I, I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Someone's got to lay down the drums. So track. now we're down back to the funeral. So the Beatles become like a, they're pretty well known within um, Liverpool, but they don't really go like much. They don't go beyond that. They just like sort of stay within Liverpool. Um, yeah. And then John's mom obviously dies. And then we're at the funeral where they all play. Where, like the band is like playing at the funeral. So John got really upset and he like punched the kid. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he like beat John up. Or no, beat, beat, he gave Paul a knuckle sandwich in the street. Yeah, exactly. That was also, that was true. That did happen in real life. Man. He punched up Paul McCartney. <laughs> and, and, and then they, they play a couple of more. Um, Pink they, Floyd. What? No, they, they play a couple more. Um, oh, yeah. Then they actually record their, they record their first song. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it kind of sets up is, you know, here's the Beatles. I never heard that song before. The yeah. One that they recorded it. Um, it's on their anthology album, the Beatles anthology. Album. And, and, and by the end of the movie, they, you know, at least Liverpool has heard of the Beatles at least a little bit. Well, they already were. They even went before the mom died. They were pretty well known within Liverpool. You saw them like yeah. record so, in all those places. So yeah. and they they end up going to Germany because they weren't. Yeah, they weren't really getting much. They Germany weren't going anywhere in Liverpool. They saw that they weren't going to had to expand. They yeah. had to expand, so they moved to Hamburg, and then that's where they met. I think that's where they met Epstein, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, right. it is. And then, uh, no, 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 no. Um, because Ringo was there by then. I think they met no. Epstein in Liverpool. No, Epstein introduced them to Ringo. Oh. In Germany? I don't know I don't if it was in Germany so. or not. But yeah, and then the Beatles became a huge hit in Hamburg. Um, and that's where the story That's where the story ends. Yeah. And it's where the documentary um, joins. Which yeah, they're, the they're the really... documentary like, takes, like, starts yeah. right when that ends. I would I would highly recommend the documentary because like mm-hmm. I'm I'm already a huge Beatles fan, but that documentary made me like really appreciate the Beatles for sure. And um, uh, like I just got a lot uh, of insight into how they acted because they're they, Matthew. They they in all honesty they act a lot like us. Um, in our band, if if we ever got famous, we're just like five <laughs> friends who are kind of joking around, and we exactly we just happen to be really famous, yeah, and playing music, and it it was really com- like there was something really comforting about it, uh, you know, all this political and social turmoil in the world, and you, then you you just have John Paul George Ringo, uh, having a laugh over yeah. on the Ed Sullivan show. Exactly, they weren't a part of any of that, any of the political. Um, affairs that were going on but they did like they for sure made everything a lot better for especially for america when they were going through you know the jfk shooting and then obviously the the jim crow laws and everything yeah so um but yeah i mean it's it was just pretty amazing to see how the beatles like they were these four 16 year olds that or i guess there were a lot there were like six of them a bunch of 16 year olds that were playing together for fun and then they eventually became like the most influential band of all time yeah in, oh, if we're ready so, to move on. Yeah, so uh, the, any closing thoughts? I, I just thought it was, it was overall a good movie, you know, for 
for describing their just, life. It, it just good. I would give it a. <laughs> I'd give it a eighty-nine point nine nine. Is it better than frequency? Yes. <laughs> Unless at this point anything's better than frequency. <laughs> frequency was not joking. that bad of a movie. Like it, it was a bad, bad movie. It was entertaining. I was just like okay. this was more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and as well as more culturally significant. Yeah. And historically significant. Yeah. And um, yeah. So next, you guys will hear um, you'll hear Julia by the Beatles on their White Album, and that was John Lennon's song about his mom. So thank you guys for listening behind the screen. Wait, wait, wait. Where are we going? To the top any top top, Johnny. You didn't. Why didn't you say it? Because I, I, I forgot exactly how it went. We'll try it again. Say it try it again. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What is it? To the top any top top, Johnny. To the top any right. top top, Johnny. Where are we going? To the, the top any top, top top, Johnny. Johnny. This is Quinn Hobble on Behind the Screen. I'm Matthew Pingallo. And I'm Andrew Housen. We'll see you guys next week. Seashell eyes smile calls me so I sing the song of love Julia her floating sky is shimmering glimmering in the sun Sing a song of love for two.